church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing well? Hey, man, the Lord is good, is he not? Hey, man, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 411, Revive Us Again. Hymn 411, Revive Us Again. So happy to be here with you this morning. Lord, we're grateful to be in your house today. We're grateful to be here and worship you. Uh, be with the preacher this morning. Lord, uh, be with our hearts. Soften our hearts to your word. Let us uh, bend our, our lives to your will, Lord. We love you. Thank you for my salvation, Lord. And thank you for all those who are able to make it today. If anybody in this, in this church, your church, Lord, is not saved today, it's here, Lord. Let today be the day they come yeah. to know you as their Savior. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. And if you're able to remain standing, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 413, hymn 413, hymn 413, just over in glory land, hymn 413. Oh, 
one thing about it, we need to learn how to come and kneel beside him and adore him every Sunday morning. Amen. And all God's people can say, y'all a little quiet this morning. Let's all stand and we'll, let's sing Dwelling in Beulah Land. I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. Amen. Hymn number 439, Dwelling in Beulah Land. Praise God, amen. Here we go. 
Amen. Uh, at this time, the uh, uh, Korean ministry is uh, dismissed for Korean church. At this time, the Korean ministry is dismissed for Korean church. And for the rest of us, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 444, hymn 444. I got a mention. Him four four four. I got a mansion. Sing along. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the rest will shine, I want a gold one. Of a city, I want a 
in the meantime, here, we have to hold the fort, amen? Hymn 574, hymn 574. We need to hold the fort. I need for you to grab your answer. Grab your answers. Everyone grab the answer. The answers to everything in the world today. Grab your answer, amen? Hymn 574, hymn 574. Hold the fort. Are we ready to hold the fort? Hold my comrades, see the signal waving in the sky. Reinforcements now appearing, victory is mine. Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus signals still. Wave the answer back to heaven by thy grace. We will see the mighty host advancing, Satan leading on. Mighty men around us falling, courage almost gone. Hold the fort, for I am coming. Jesus signals trumpet blow. In our leader's name we triumph over every
praise the Lord for that. Amen. Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. Oh, kids! By the way, I'm sorry, kids. Uh, you are dismissed for junior church. Kids are dismissed for junior church. All right. All right. There we go. Second Peter, uh, chapter one. We're going to start reading in verse one. Kids are all they're getting they're getting there together. But if you would please, and if you're able, if you'd stand in honor of reading God's word this morning, you ever get stop and think and and just picture, try to picture in your mind God on His throne. I'm telling you. Be a pretty awesome sight, um, and and it just when you you really when we think about it this side of heaven, it ought to make us um, stand in awe of who God is. Amen. And um, just so, ladies, you did a good job with that. I, I appreciate. It. Let me get my excuse me. Let me get my glasses. I can't see that, so I better I better get them. Found your place. Amen. Simon Peter a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, or add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things, what things? Well, knowledge, uh, virtue, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, uh, charity. Uh, if you lack these things, now watch what it says. Uh, it, He's blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he has or that he was purged from his old sins. Uh, talking about salvation. Wherefore, the rather, uh, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, in other words, be not hearers only, but doers also, if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, Peter says, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. What things? Look what it says. Virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. He says, I'm going to put you in remembrance of these things. Uh, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, or as long as I am alive, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly 
I must put off this my tabernacle. In other words, he knew that his death was uh, soon to come, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always uh, in remembrance. Father, I pray, God, that you'd help me this morning. Uh, Lord, I think this is an important message to each of us, Lord, today, to try to help us, Lord, to have a spiritual perspective of all things, a spiritual mentality, if you will, a spiritual mindset. And, and I believe that's what Peter's trying to teach us and tell us here, uh, Lord, in this passage of Scripture. So help me this morning to preach. May you, dear Holy Spirit of God, help me, Lord, today. Keep me out of your way. And please, God, speak through me this morning. And may we allow you to speak to our hearts and our thoughts this morning and God, I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Faith. Uh, there, you know, if you look in the uh, uh, Webster 1828 Dictionary, the definition there is faith is resting on his authority and veracity without other evidence. It also says faith is an entire trust or confidence in God's character and declarations with an unreserved surrender uh, to his guidance. You know, faith is an awesome thing. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible for us to please God. And without faith, we can't even see God. And so it's important for you and I to really try to pay attention to what Peter's trying to tell us here in this passage of Scripture. And, and I'd like to start in, in verse 5, if you will. There's now, we may have to do a study in Peter because there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't have time to get to this morning. But, but I want you to look there in verse 5 where, uh, where uh, and even if you write in your Bible, I, I, I mean, I would encourage you to. It's okay. But it, underline the words, giving all diligence, Peter says, add to your faith. Uh, the word add there means in addition to God's great salvation, uh, right alongside of what God has done, he says, add these things. And he gives us a list of them. Uh, but then he says, uh, while you're adding, he says, give all diligence to adding them. And that means, that little phrase, give all diligence, means to hasten, to jump to it, to act now, to add them. Don't wait. Be energetic, earnest, and strenuously work to add these things to your faith and salvation. And I, that word's uh, work to add. In other words, uh, adding these things, uh, it's not going to come easy. Uh, it's not going to come, you know, just be second nature. Uh, because the things that we add to our faith goes against this natural body and, the, and this flesh. And, and so Peter says, uh, just add to them. But, but notice he doesn't tell us to add to our faith without telling us what it is that we are to add. He goes on to say that we are to add virtue, knowledge, uh, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity or love. And then in verse 8, he goes on to say, now watch this, if these things be in you and abound. In other words, if they show forth, if they, the, the things that we just read of here, virtue, knowledge, and those things, if, if they're in us and abound, then you will not be, watch, barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verse 9, look what it says there, but he that lacketh these things is blind. 
uh, and cannot see afar off. Now, we're not talking about the, with a physical eye. We're talking about with a spiritual eye. There's a lot of people today, born-again children of God, that are literally, they're, they're spiritually blind. They can't see afar off. And that's what it says. They're, they're blind. They can't see afar off. And listen, God help us today. In fact, the book of Proverbs says that where there's no vision, what happens to people perish. In other words, they're blind spiritually. And listen, Peter is trying to teach us here today that as born-again children of God, that we need to have a spiritual mindset, that we need to look at things today through a a biblical worldview and not a humanistic worldview. God help born-again children of God today to have a biblical worldview of what's going on today. Amen. And Peter says that if we don't have these things, if... Uh, if, if, if then, then we're blind and can't see afar off and watch and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Listen, I, uh, uh, well, let me, I don't want to get hung up, but, but look in verse 14. In this passage of Scripture, Peter is encouraging the saints in their faith. And listen, if there's one thing that we need today, it's encouragement. Oh, I'm, I want you to know the old devil does his best to just knock us. I mean, he'll get us down and discouraged, and then he'll get us with a knockout punch. Yeah. It's kind of like you remember Muhammad Ali. He'd get on the ropes and he would do what he called the rope a dope. He'd get over there and he'd get all covered up. And, 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 and I was a big a Joe Frazier fan of days gone by. And, 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 and they would be fighting and Ali would be over here like this. And I mean, and, and, and a Frazier would be just trying to wear him out. But instead of uh, Ali being wore out, Frazier would get wore out. And then when he was all wore out and tired and his arms were no longer able to his guard up, Ali would come around and, and try to hit him with a knockout punch. Same thing with you and me today. Listen, the old devil will try to get us tired and wore out uh, in the things of this old world, and then he comes around and he just tries to get us with a knockout punch spiritually. And Peter here is trying to encourage us to, uh, to uh, uh, add to our faith, to be strong in the faith. If you look in verse 14, you notice that uh, Peter note, realizes that his death is imminent. Uh, and, and before he passes off the scene, he wants to make certain that the believers are strengthened for the things that lay ahead. Persecution, uh, discouragement, testing, and for some even death lay ahead. And, and so Peter's trying to encourage them and, and let them know that it was no time for them to to, do, to drift back into a carnal form of existence. And it's the same with you and me today. I'm fearful uh, that today when, when uh, we get discouraged, we have a tendency to begin to drift back into a carnal form of existence. And we I forget that, listen, that we're not uh, fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and, and, and the darkness and the things of this whole world. But listen, there's still things that lay ahead for you and me. And Peter's saying, listen, be careful. Be careful. He's trying to tell them, just stay the course. He's trying to tell them, listen, I want to encourage you and, uh, to add to your faith. And if you'll add these things, you'll be able to withstand the things that Satan throws at you. They have been made, watch, look back up in verse 4. Peter says, listen, for you who have been made partakers of the divine nature... 
and have escaped the corruption that is in the world. Let's talking about uh, people that have been born again, that, that have been saved. And, and, and he lets us know that, listen, that we are partakers of a divine nature. That as Christians today, that we are temples of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. Uh, so the purpose, if you will, of the message today is trying to help us develop a spiritual mentality or a spiritual mindset based on the things, watch, that we learn uh, and things we learn and know from the Word of God. And if we do this, Peter tells us, he, he says, we shall never fail or never fall. Listen, we're in trouble. Christians today are in trouble. Uh, we're in trouble because we... Uh, we have tried, you know, we're just bombarded by the things of this world. Listen, I would encourage you today, listen, don't watch the news. I mean, I, I get it. I watch the weather. And I, I've got to where I don't even watch uh, sports much anymore. Listen, because I, the world bombards us with, with a bunch of lies, with a bunch of uh, worldly philosophies and things of that nature. But listen, we today need to have a spiritual mentality. And Peter says that we'll have these things and add to our faith. Again, we shall never fall. I found this deal from James Allen. He wrote this concerning the importance of the way we think. He said, the soul attracts that which it secretly harbors, that which it loves, and also that which it fears. It reaches the height of its cherished aspirations. It falls to the level of its unchastened desires. And every thought seed sown or allowed to fall into the mind and to take root there produces its own, blossoming sooner or later into an act and bearing its own uh, furtive uh, of opportunity and circumstance. He said, good thoughts bear good fruit, and bad thoughts bear bad fruit. In fact, my mama used to always tell me, I can hear her voice in my ear as I speak, bad company corrupts good manners. Listen, if, and so Peter's letting us know to add to our faith. And he's trying to tell us that we've got to be careful because if we're not, watch, we will forget. So first thing I want you to know is we need to remember what we know. I mean, that's pretty deep. Look in verse 12. Peter says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them. You know, one of the things that gets me, sometimes you start trying to tell somebody something and... and uh, Two words seem like it always comes out of their mouth. Oh, I know. I know. Well, brother, I just wanted to come and tell you today, and, and before you ever even get it out of your mouth, they're over there going, oh, I know, I know. And you know what I want to say? No, you don't. You don't even know what I'm going to say. Listen, Peter's saying, I want to tell you something, and you may know it, but listen, even though you know it, I'm going to tell you anyway. Listen, we need to be reminded today of some of the things that we know simply because if we don't, we have a tendency to forget them. Look in verse 12. Peter desires to put in remembrance. Verse 15, he says, he wants us to always have these things in remembrance. I mean, you know, uh, people today, Christians, we have spiritual dementia. I mean, we forget. Some Sunday mornings, uh, we forget where the church is at. 
And a lot of times on Sunday afternoons. Especially when the preacher's not here. Oh, wait a minute. Shame on you. If you don't come to church because I'm not here, shame on you. You come for the wrong reason. Don't come for me. You come for God. You come because that's God's desire for you to be faithful to his house. And all God's people can say, or oh me. Listen, it doesn't matter who stands up here. You ought to be here. And, And it's discouraging to me when I'm away and to the person standing here when you don't come. Are y'all still here? Say amen. I mean, Peter is trying to let us know that, listen, we have a spiritual dementia. I mean, if we're not careful, it's easy to forget what we have known. In an article in a a daily devotional uh, concerning forgetfulness, they quote a study that was given by John Hopkins uh, about forgetfulness and, and, and the things that people most often forget. The, the one, 83% of people forget other people's names. Yeah. Uh, 60%, they forget where something is. Come on, if you're over 60, just keep your hand up. Um, uh, words, 53%. What was said, 49%. I think that ought to be like 100% because when you say something to somebody and and then after you say it, they turn around, they can't even repeat it word for word. They want to put their spin on it. Uh, 42% of people forget faces. And then 38% forget whether they've just done something or not. Uh, But the article goes on to say that followers of Jesus Christ also have a problem with forgetfulness. In high-pressure situations or when we're just going through a daily routine, uh, oftentimes we forget God. Uh, We seem to forget that we are His children and we fail to recall what He has promised to do for us. Look in verse 2. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God uh, and, of, uh, and of Jesus our Lord. Listen, we don't remember his awesome power. Listen, I'm talking about divine power. Look in verse 3, according to as his divine power. Listen, I, li- listen, we're saved not through anything we've done, but we're saved through his divine power. Listen, I mean, we we need to understand that it's by His divine power that we're able to overcome anything. But oftentimes when we don't remember His divine power, listen, we try to overcome temptation in our own strength. We try to solve a difficult problem by using the wisdom of this old world. But Psalm, write this down, chapter 20 and verse 7, the psalmist David said, Watch some trust in chariots. And some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Listen, if we're not careful, we forget what we know. But it's not just what we know, it's who we know. We forget that we have been saved and born again, children of God. That we watch, we will forget what we've experienced. We have experienced a new birth. Look in verse 4. 
Peter reminds us that we have been partakers of his divine nature. And in verse 9, it states that, uh, listen, it is possible for a Christian to forget that he has been purged from his old sins. Now, I'm not saying that we forget that we've been saved, but we sure forget that we have, listen, been purged from our old sin because there's a lot of Christian people act like they're lost. They act like they're not, listen, they act like, oh, well, God, it's dark. God don't see me. Listen, we, God sees everything. And we, we forget that we've been purged, that we forget that old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. We forget those things. And Peter's trying to remind us. We, we, I'm reminded of, of the psalmist David who said, Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I mean, we have experienced a new nature and Peter reminds us that we have experienced freedom from the corruption. What, and it, he even says is from the corruption that is in the world through lust. What's that? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Listen, remember that when you got saved, how people thought that you were strange because you didn't want to do some of the things that they do. I mean, they think, man, alive, what happened to him? Oh, you don't want to go to the bar. You don't want to go to the club. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. You don't want you. I mean, you cleaned up your speech. You cleaned up how you cleaned up your life. What is the matter with him? Oh, that's they. He just probably turned into one of them holy roller guys. Probably call him deacon or something. You know what? I don't care. I mean, when I turned my life around, I started telling people. You know, I, t- I started telling them, listen, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I'm, I gave my life to God and I promised him that this is what I would do. This is what I would not do. And you know what they said? Well, well, I'll, I'll see you. Listen, it's amazing how your friends will change and you won't even have to do nothing. All you got to do is tell them about the Lord. They'll clean up for you. Listen, I choose to, listen, I let them think what they want, but I choose to think on things that are pure, just, honest. Things are of good report. Listen, you, you may not fully understand all there is to know about salvation and what it encompasses, but listen, but you know that you're saved. How they, you, you have enough knowledge of the Lord that when you get saved, listen, that I, I don't need to be doing that, you know, or I don't need to be living that way, or I know that, uh, listen, as a saved person, I don't, need to be, I, I don't need to be going to that place or hanging around with those people because that's what they do. Listen, if you're saved, you'll have enough knowledge of Jesus Christ to do that. First yeah. Peter chapter 4 and verse 4 says, wherein they think it's strange that ye run not with them. Isn't it amazing? Uh, the Bible is amazing to me how it just gets right down to what, how, where we live. Amen? Yeah. It says, wherein they think. Who's that, lost people? Think it's strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Well, that's just what I've said. But if you're not careful, you can forget that. Uh, That's why we're talking about developing a spiritual mentality, a mind that remembers those things that we know. Listen, God help us not to forget who we are. 
We are born again children of Almighty God, partakers of His, of His divine nature. So when we think about who we are, listen, watch, and remember, then we need to do number two, we need to do what we can. Now, I love Central Park Baptist Church. I'm thankful that God has allowed me to pastor here for 23 years. I've, I've never been in one place 23 years. Me and my wife here a while back, we sat down and we were just thinking about uh, where we had come from and, and we got to adding up all the different houses that we lived in uh, over the years and, and, and she and I both counted over 30 houses over the years that we have lived in uh, because, uh, you know, because we've moved around and we were uh, 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 PKs, you know, preacher's kids and, and we, we just moved and but when I came to, uh, to Carrollton, Texas, and to Central Park Baptist Church, I said, Lord, if it's all right with you. now, And I left it completely up to him. I said, I'm okay with staying in one place. So God's let me stay. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that God has allowed me to stay. And I'm thankful that he has allowed me to be a pastor, your pastor. And I'm thankful, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm thankful that you allowed me to be your pastor. And I got to thinking the other day, I don't get to spend the time that I'd like to spend with, with each one of you as individuals, uh, but I'm here to try to encourage you and try to strengthen you and strengthen your faith and, and to help you and uh, to uh, get involved and be a part in, uh, in the work of God and to stay the course in what God has called us to do together. Because listen, if we're not careful... We will develop a worldly nature and a worldly mentality and it will take us away from what God is trying to accomplish in this place. That's why we put the people that we do in the places where they teach and where they can try to encourage you because listen, the ministry of God is, is bigger than any one person. That's why the Lord encompassed and got 12 men to try to help him. Why? Because listen, he needed some help. Listen, and 12 men, listen, they changed the face of the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Peter here is trying to encourage us to do what we can. And, and he tells us that if we want to develop a spiritual mentality or a spiritual mindset, that we're going to have to be actively involved in the things that Peter lists in verses 5 through 7. And he says that we're to add to our faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, and brotherly kindness. And I don't have time to do all, go through all of these things, but I do want to mention three of them. And the first one that we need to add to our faith, I want to bring to your attention, is the word, is the word knowledge. In this verse, it's the Greek word gnosis, and it means a, a practical day-to-day -day knowledge that sees situations and knows how to handle them. It's seeing the trials and temptations of life and, and knowing what to do when they come. But listen, but now we're talking about a spiritual knowledge, a spiritual mentality, and, and this kind of knowledge comes from only two places. The first one is through experience, and the second one is from the Word of God. Listen, if you want to know how to handle things that come in your life, you're going to have to have a relationship with the Word of Almighty God. And God's people can say, amen. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11, he said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am. Listen, in other words, it didn't come natural. He learned it. Listen, there's a lot of things today that you and me are going to have to learn. 
Uh, there, and listen, experience is one thing, but we must add to our experiences of life the perspective that, that, that comes only from the Word of God. As Christians, we need, to, uh, we need to look at this world, as I've said a while ago, from a biblical uh, perspective, not from the work through the eyes of this world. Listen, uh, uh, if we look at through the eyes of this world, uh, or look at the world through the eyes of this world, I'm telling you, it's enough to want to crawl in a hole and pull it in be- uh, behind you. Crawl under a rock somewhere and just say, yep, I'm, I'm done. I, listen, I'm telling you, God help us to understand that God has a purpose. No wonder so many Christians are carnal today. No wonder many fall. That's what Peter said. No wonder so many remain burdened. is because we don't have the, uh, the knowledge of the Word of God that we need to have. Acts 26, 22, it's up here. It says, having therefore, what's that word? Come on, having therefore what? Obtained the help of God. The first two words over here. Huh. How do we continue? Only one way, by obtaining the help of God. There's a lot of people today that aren't, they're, they're, they're statistics as far as Christianity is concerned. And they've fallen. But Peter said, if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Now either Peter is telling us the truth or he's a liar. I mean, there's no middle ground. There's, a, you know, I mean, either he's, I, I, I have the tendency just to, I'll just believe what he said. And the reason I'm going to believe it is because it's in this book. Uh, the, the perfect, inspired word of Almighty God. I, I, I'll, just, I'll just go with what Peter said. Listen, we can make it today if we have the knowledge of the word of God. And when trouble and trials uh, come in our life, and we're going to have them. How many of y'all have not had any trouble or trials or burdens this week? Raise your hand. Huh. I guess we're all in the same boat. I guess we're, listen, I've heard people say, man, I can't go to that church because the people inside there, they got it all together. Are you kidding me? The reason I'm in here is because I do not have it all together and because I need some help. So the best place I know to get it is the church. Trying to help. Knowledge, listen, to, to add to our faith, knowledge. But notice he also says we need to add to our faith, patience. Yep. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not a patient person. I mean, anybody here really good at being patient? No? I mean, I've told you before, I don't even like it. When they tell me to pull up in the drive-thru, I tell them no. I'll wait. I'll wait right here. Because I know if I pull up over there, they're going to forget about me. So I'm going to sit right there. Make them hurry. You know why? I'm not very patient. But that word patience, watch. Is it means endurance, fortitude, steadfastness, 
constancy and perseverance. That word is, watch, it's, that word is active, not passive. It doesn't mean that we, when we're patient, we just simply sit back and put up with the trials of life. But it means to stand up and face trials and face the burdens that happen in life and, and to do our best to go about to overcome them. Jesus said in John 13, 17, If you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Listen, when trials come, we know that God is allowing the trials in order to teach us patience. But listen, we are to be active and not passive when it's time to be patient. You can still be patient and be doing something. Amen. Uh, There was a New England preacher by the name of Phillips Brooks. It said he was always noted for his poise and quiet manner. It says at times, however, he, he, even he suffered moments of frustration and irritability. And one of his friends one day saw him pacing back and forth on the floor. I mean, like a caged lion. And, and his friend walked up to him and said, Dr. Brooks, what's the trouble? He said, the trouble is that I'm in a hurry, but God isn't. You know, there's often times that we get in a hurry, but God not so much. Yeah. But to be spiritually minded, listen, we've got to learn to wait on God. That is hard to do. And can I get an amen? Yeah. Uh, but we've got to learn to be patient. Then we add to that godliness. This is important. Now watch. Godliness here, that word means to live in the reverence and awe of God. To be so conscious of God's presence that one lives just as God would live if he were walking upon the earth. It means to live seeking to be like God, to to seek to possess the very character, nature, and behavior of God. To be Christ-like, living on the earth just as Christ lived. Listen, in other words, we need to be God-conscious. When we do something, Brother Shelton, come here. When we do something, Brother Shelton, I'm going to let him be the Lord. And when I'm going through life and and I'm walking with God and God's walking with me and when I get ready to make a decision, you know, it's like, oh, well, I have a friend that wants me to go over here and do, you know, let's just out of the, he, he wants me to go drink a beer. Oh, wait a minute. No. No, you, listen, you know why? I'm, I'm living God conscious. He's with me. And so since I, I'm living to the point that God is with me and, and the world tries to get me to do something and, and I'm walking along and the world says, hey, let's go do this. And it's like. No, I don't think so. You follow me? In other words, God conscious that God is right there. Listen, I want to. I, I would a whole lot rather have a relationship with my heavenly father than, than have a relationship with something in the world that's going to take me away from him. Because if I choose to go out here, you know what I have to do? I have to let go of God and follow the world. And you know what I've left? I've left my protection. I've left my burden bearer. I've left my assurance. I have left my peace. I have left my comfort. I have left everything that he offers me. I have left it for a few minutes of pleasure in the things of this world. Not worth it. So I say, nope. You know, I'm Lord, I'm, 
not here. Brother Shelton. Um, I love my wife. We've been married almost 38 years. And, and, and sometimes I'll, she'll be doing something. And she'll say, well, I'm going to go do this. You know what I say? I say, oh, you want me to go with you? I'll go. Because I know you want me to go with you. I know you want me to be there, you know. And, and you know why? Because I like being close to her. We've been married a long time. I love, listen, I, I don't love her today like I loved her when we got married. It's a whole lot different. Oh, man. And, you know, in 38 years, I had to learn some things. Yeah. Come on, men. Don't be just sitting there looking at me. Uh, because I, if you're a, a two-legged man in this place, listen, you're, you've had to learn a few things too. And if you haven't learned them, you better. But listen, I've learned some things, and my love for her has grown. It's the same thing with our relationship with God. Listen, when I got saved, I didn't love him then like I love him now. You know why? Because over the process of years, I've learned some things. Listen, I've learned that if I want to walk with him, that I've got to learn to live a, a godly life. I've got to, I had to learn to, I have to learn to put some of those things out of my life if I'm going to walk with him. Listen, I've had to learn how to be godly. Yeah. I mean, listen, Christian, uh, we have been given everything we need to persevere in holy living. When we got saved, God gave it. it. It's right here. It's in these verses. I mean, God is sufficient, is he not? Absolutely. And he says when we get burdened down and when the things of this old world begins to, uh, to, to bow us over, listen, he said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. He said in Romans 8.37 that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yeah. We can be godly in this ungodly world if we choose. But we've got to do what we can. Christian, let me ask you something. Are you doing what you can? If you would remember that you are a partaker of his divine nature, I think you would do more. Yeah. But then we've got to do the third thing. I've got to quit. We've got to appreciate what we have. Remember what we know, do what we can, appreciate what we have. Look in verse 1, and I've got to quit. Obtained, it says, we have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God our Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I think we have forgotten that the faith of Christ is a precious faith. That word precious, I, I've, never, I've never studied, I've studied the word precious, but not here. That word precious here in verse 1 uh, it means of great honor. It means uh, of great price, of great value and privilege. The faith of Christ, watch, is precious because it makes us acceptable to God. And by the way, this faith is given to every believer. This word precious here, it's unusual because it's actually two words. It's a double word. The word, it's isis, which means equal, and time, which means honor. This is the only place it's used in the New Testament right here. 
And it, and it means, watch, that, that that precious faith is like faith. In other words, uh, it's been given to everyone that's born again, children of God. I mean, we've all been given the same faith. We're all equal in the value and honor and, pri- and privilege before God. We're all the same in the eyes of Almighty God. Listen, when we get saved, we have all been given equal faith. But the difference is what we do with it after we are saved. That's what makes the difference. Listen, there's a lot of Christians today that have never grown in their faith and in their relationship with God simply because they have not added any of these things that Peter is talking about. How they have gone through life, listen, man, I am saved, I am on my way to heaven, and they know it, but they have never grown in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. They have never grown in godliness. How they have never matured in the things of God, and as a result, they fall because they have not grown. But listen, I don't want to be like I was when I got saved. I want to grow up. Listen, I want to mature. Have you ever seen adults that act like a bunch of babies? Hey, man, seen a bunch of them. But listen, we ought not do that spiritually. We ought to grow up. Paul said, listen, I can't speak to you as, as mature, but I have to speak to you as carnal, as babes, because you've never matured in the things of God. Listen, we live in a day where the world needs to see a bunch of born-again children of God. And in order to do that, we've got to understand and appreciate the faith that's been bestowed upon us. When a man believes in Christ, God takes that man's faith and counts it as righteousness. The man is not righteous, but God counts his faith and belief in his son as righteousness. Why would God do that? Because he loved his son so much. Yep. And it's like the song says, uh, when he sees me, when God sees me, uh, I wish Brother Aaron was here. He's a big guy. But when he sees me, you know, I'll just get behind this. You know what he sees? He sees me through the blood of Christ in the cross. Amen. He don't see me as, listen, he don't see me as lost and unclean. He sees me covered in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I do what I do. That's why I love the Lord. That's why when the ladies sing about bow the knee and, and I get a picture of God sitting on his throne, man, it just it, it makes me step back and, and think about one day we're going to get to see him. I'm ready. Uh, listen, I can see him in my mind's eye from a spiritual perspective, God sitting on the throne. As Isaiah said, I saw him high and lifted up. Listen, he's still there today. When you go through your trials and your temptations, he's still there. When you're having burdens and and things come at you today and want to hit you with a knockout punch, he is still there. And he loves you. But if you want to mature, if you want to be uh, a mature Christian, Peter says, watch, he says, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. In other words, he says, remember what you know. Do what you can and appreciate what you have. Do you? You know, I, only, thing I need to, only thing I know to say is, okay, if you say you do, then prove it. Jesus said, I'll prove I love you. I'll, I'll, there's a song that says, I'll prove it at the top of the hill. 
and he died for you and me. Father, help us speak to our hearts today. Help us, Lord, that when we face things in life, to have a spiritual perspective. God, how we need you today, Lord. The whole world seems like it's just getting ramped up. But, Lord, I'm, I believe it's getting ramped up for one thing, and that's for the, the rapture of the church. God, help us to be ready to meet you at your coming. Lord, today's the day to get ready, not tomorrow. Lord, when the trump of God sounds, it's too late. So, Lord, help us to remember what we know, that we're saved, born-again children of God, washed in the blood of Jesus. If there's someone here today that's not saved, Lord, if there's someone here today that has not trusted you as Savior and Lord, may they come today. Because one of these days, Lord, uh, you're coming back. And Lord, if, they're, if, if, if that person has not trusted you as Savior, they're not going to heaven. So God, please help them this morning. For that Christian who's not living for you like they should or not mature in the things of God like they should be, help them to come and just do business with you. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand, while we sing, if the Lord is speaking to you.